y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And you are joining me on a series that we are calling Who's on Your Throne? And we've looked at, over the last four weeks, this idea that if we are commanded to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, and we are commanded to do that, that is in Scripture, then what does that look like? And that means that God is in charge, that He is the King of our heart. He is the King of our life. He is the one that is giving instruction, giving direction, giving commands, and we are to follow them. So we've talked about several different tools that would be indicative of God being on the throne of our heart, of him being in that control seat, if you will. The first one we talked about was that when God is on the throne of your heart, that you were thankful and that you were open to worshiping him in real ways, in spirit and in truth. We've also talked about how we are humble if we have put God in control, that we say no to pride, and that when God illuminates pride in our hearts in different areas, we are really quick to humble ourselves and to ask God to show us a better way, a more humble way. And our example is Jesus in that, that he did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but that he humbled himself and became human and became a servant. And that leads us into what we're going to talk about today. And that is when God is on the throne of our heart, we will serve him and then we will sacrifice for others. Now, this is not easy to do, of course. So today, as we dive in, I'm going to really pose several questions to you. And I want you to really think about those answer, how you would answer them personally. Now, I'm not going to necessarily give you my answers, but as I think of things, as we go through, I may comment. But this is really a a self-reflection type of episode. So what does it mean to serve? And then what does it mean to sacrifice? I'm going to give you the definition of the word serve. It means to work for or to be in subjection to, which this is similar language as we look at God on our throne because someone that sits on a throne is a king or a queen, right? Which means they have subjects who are required by the laws of whatever that country is or that kingdom to follow the king or the queen and be in subjection to them. And so That's what we've been asked to do is to serve the Lord. So what does it look like to serve the Lord? I think there's a number of things that that looks like. And I have a quick comment on that that I found. You know, how can we serve the Lord? Well, that means that we look to God in every area of our life. It just doesn't mean what some of us may think, serving the Lord, going to a church building, 
being a Sunday school teacher, serving on a committee in your church, doing something in that way. Now, while that is part of it, it is not the only aspect of what it means to serve the Lord. Serving God will look different for for everyone. God works in us at different times and in different ways, and he works through us at different times and in different ways. This blog post that I found that helped me understand this a little bit better says that one person may be a gifted speaker who serves God by proclaiming God's greatness to huge audiences. Another may be a gifted chef who takes meals to sick neighbors. Another may have a musical talent that is used to demonstrate God's beauty. Or it may be that God has given someone a resource to use. God may give someone an unexpected free hour in the day, which can be used to visit a lonely neighbor. Or he may give someone an abundance so that the blessings can be shared with others. This blog post continues to go on and says, As Christians understand it, Jesus was God in the flesh. He was perfect, so he could serve all people perfectly. We are human, so we have some limitations. But don't let that stop you from making much of God, from worshiping him by serving him. And as we continue on in our talk today, Serving him also looks like sacrificing some of the things that we want, our time, our talent, our treasure for the good of others. So here's my next question. Is serving God and others the same thing? Which is more important? Which is done more? And that made me think of Colossians 3 verses 22 and 24. And it says, This is talking about slaves and earthly masters. Slaves obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So this question is serving God and others the same thing. Well, now I think we serve God in ways that we might not necessarily serve others or sacrifice for others. But when we do sacrifice and serve others in a way that glorifies God, then I think it is the same thing or it can be. Well, here's my next question. How do you serve I'm going to come back to this blog post that I just read, and then we're going to talk about some scripture that addresses this question. But how do you serve? Like it said, it looks different for everyone. She gave, she further went on, he or she, whoever wrote this blog post, further went on and gave more examples. They said, I can serve God in my marriage if I forgive and continue to pursue my spouse even when he or she has wronged me because I realize that God continues to pursue me lovingly even when I do him wrong. I can serve God at work when I genuinely celebrate a co-worker's promotion even if I had been hoping to get it myself because I recognize that though Jesus was God, he was humble enough to wash his friend's dirty feet. So how do you serve? You serve in multiple ways 
but you look for ways to use your gifts, what God has given you. Ephesians 4 talks about these different gifts. I'm going to read from verse 11 in Ephesians 4. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up, until all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So how do we serve? We use the gifts that God has given us, that he has appointed some to be all of these different things and in different arenas and different spheres of influence. We're not just called to use our gifts at church. We are called to use our gifts in any place that he has put us. Why? So that we can help people be prepared for the works of service that God's asked them to do. So we use our gifts. Here's a question that I can't answer for you. But what have you learned from your acts of service? What have you learned about God? What have you learned about others? And what have you learned about yourself? For me, I've learned that when I open myself up to serve, to be of service to God and to others, there's blessings there. I've learned that others are not all that different from me. And I've learned that in the midst of sacrifice and serving, taking of my time and my talent and my treasure, that there's joy for me in those times. Does being a servant involve sacrifice? Absolutely. We have to sacrifice the things that God has placed inside of us to help others. Is sacrifice easy? No. Is serving easy? No. What does God desire of you when it comes to serving and when it comes to sacrifice? I'm going to look to Romans 12 for that. Romans 12:11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So what does God desire of you? He desires our whole heart, our zeal, our fervor, and even our gladness, as Psalm 100 verse 2 tells us. What would be a situation where it would be hard to serve God and sacrifice for others? Think about that. Is there something in your in your heart that as soon as I asked that question it popped right up but it'd be hard to give up of your time to serve through your talent maybe it's a talent that you're not all that confident in but God has asked you to serve in that way to sacrifice maybe your own self-consciousness is there a part of your treasure the, the resources that you have that God is asking you to serve him in a way that would be sacrificial. And what about your testimony? That's something we often forget. We can serve God by sharing our testimony. of What has he done in our life? We can sacrifice the things 
that we're trying to hide from our past, but God has redeemed us from and in order to see others come to know him. I want to read Romans 12 for you. Verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So we are to be living sacrifices, to offer up whatever it is that would be pleasing and holy to God as an act of worship, which is ultimately an act of service. So know this as we finish up today. Serving God and others is not easy, but it is worth it. And that makes me think of Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped before the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose For yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It's not easy to serve the Lord and therefore sacrifice for others, but it is worth it. Our motivation is to please God not to please everyone else. And if we try and please everyone else through our serving, then we're going to quickly burn out and perhaps drift from our faith. Jesus is our example of how we serve. And we know that he made the ultimate sacrifice for people that he loved, that he knew at that time, but even people like you and me that had yet to been born. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He sacrificed for us. If God is number one in your life, sacrifice will not be so hard and service will come easy. It'll, be, it'll come quickly. If someone asks you for something when God's on your, the throne of your heart, someone asks you to come in and perhaps give of your time, to give of your talent, to give of your treasure, and to give of your testimony, you will be quick to say yes because you know that in God's kingdom service and sacrifice is not in vain it is for the building up of the kingdom and others benefit from it let's pray dear God thank you so much for this day thank you that you give us opportunities to serve you to make sacrifices that are not easy but are worth it for others to come to know you and to grow in their relationship with you and God I pray that you are in that command seat where you are guiding us in these ways to serve you and to sacrifice for others and because we know that it's not a loss but there is great gain in the kingdom in your economy when we do these things. Continue to be our King and continue to sit on the throne of our hearts. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Join me again next time as we look at, we've got a couple more of these to look at. 
how we give up sin for freedom, and how we accept forgiveness and forgive others. So I hope you'll join me as we look at these last two in the coming episodes. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel-Centered podcast on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it. <laughs>